These high school boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. Innocently, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message. Manscaped is here to make life less tedious. Deaf in one ear is your host, Cornelius. Our favorite food is steak, made from bison, talking about space, in love with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Everyone is high, we do a test. Listen real close, cause you're the next guest. This podcast off the rails, all over the place. Turn your brain to mush, take a trip to outer space. So drop some shrooms and get electrified, cause Corey's gonna tickle your third eye. This episode of Manscaped was brought to you by Ricky's Dental Dams. Do you like sucking dick and you hate Ebola simultaneously? That means at the same time. Well, Ricky has a solution for you. Put this on your tongue while you suck a dick. You're going to be as clean as a cherry in a cherry pie. Uh, Well, welcome to Manscaped Podcast. I know this is a different voice than you're used to hearing, but um, today we're doing something a little different. You guys listen to Corey pretty frequently, and you listen to him uh, interview or talk to other people pretty frequently, and he asks them a lot of questions, but today I want to do something a little different. Um, I wanted you guys to get to know Corey a little bit better, Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to ask him a few questions. I'm going to interview him a little bit. We're going to talk about a number of things, his ideas about religion, uh, his childhood, how he grew up, and just, you know, we'll see where it goes from there, but just about anything relating to that kind of stuff, so. The turning um, of the tables. Right, yes, the turning of the tables. How Corey came to be. Uh, his Cornelius self. How I created my throne. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, let's just get right into it, Jakey. Yeah, let's get into it. First, this is Jakey's round two, by the way. So this is the first round two. We're pretty excited about that. This is the first time I've been on the podcast for the second time. For the second time. Yep. Um, <laughs> Big deal. All right, so let's start at the beginning then. So um, I know you from pretty well uh, myself, but there are some stories even I don't know. Um, so... Let's talk about how you grew up. Um, where are you from? I am from Springfield, Ohio. It is was a nice place, but now it is not safe at all. Okay. It's a very dark place, and we've talked about this before. If you drive, John Legend was from there, so uh, that's obvious why I'm so talented. <laughs> I think his rubbed off on me. And if you go there today, you're gonna see windows just boarded and bricked up it's a shithole every school i've been to has been torn down oh wow that's incredible not because of me not because of you are you sure it wasn't the other way around and you didn't rub off on john legend well john legend and i i'm sure we shopped at the same kroger so (laughs) there's a good there's a good chance i rubbed off on him okay (laughs) um okay so i know just from talking to you that you said you you grew up christian yes i actually Um, i'm excited to get into that okay cool so you said you, you you grew up in Springfield, Ohio. Yes. Um, you said the town is pretty small. Large, very large. Oh, is it? Large? Uh, double the size of Finley. Oh wow! So that's not that's not small. It's like what uh, sixty thousand people or something. Yeah, it's like a, I'd say half of Columbus almost. I it, it's really oh okay. It's big. Um, but you said like you said to me, you grew up Christian. So why don't you tell me a little bit about when you became a Christian? Did you just grow up in a Christian house? No, not at all. Well. 
my mom always was interested in Christianity, but she never really followed it. It was always like I, I don't know, like a plan B. Most Christians use a plan B, I feel. Kind of buy your ticket into heaven with Sundays. Trade those for your ticket. Uh, one day I was just fucking around and I was walking down the street and this church, it was called Maranatha. It was like this tiny ass church. And I was very, very religious, mind you. And they uh, there was a free puppet show. And I was like, oh, God damn, I love fucking puppets. So I went into that church and by the end of it, they were uh, doing like all the saving shit, like anointing you and putting mm -hmm. water on your face yeah. and stuff. And I was like, I right then and there, I'm like, oh, cool, I get to, I get to live eternally. Like they automatically, they're like, you're saved now, you made it. Mm -hmm. And I was yeah. like, I came here to watch puppets. So it, it was weird because I I almost got sucked into the church system after that. They they started including me in a bunch of shit, and I was very active. And I was the only one in my family that was like this. Nobody followed me. I I just like to explore my city, and I ended up falling into the church system. <laughs> Multiple churches, mind you. Yeah. Several. Um, so were you part of any youth groups? I did. Um, I was pretty fat when I was young. <laughs> no secret. And <laughs> they, did, they did a bunch of uh, free food, like, um, I don't know, what, potlucks, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was also a ladies' man, and I met this girl. Her name was Rebecca. Her house was infested with roaches, and she ate her boogers. But something about her. It just really... Are both of those true stories? It is, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> there's something about her. And we used to hang out. Uh, she invited me to her house one day, and we had barbecue chicken pizza. And that was the first time that I found out that you can use something other than tomato sauce as the base for pizza. So really changed your life. Yeah, that day I found God. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked her on a date to one of the uh, potlucks, and we literally ate and left. And it was, everybody was pissed. They're like, Corey, you were the chosen one, dude. You can't just walk out after the potluck. But that was a hard time. After that, I did start going to church camps and kind of the youthy, mm -hmm. the youthy shit. Like start kicking it with the pastor and stuff. Yeah. So were you drawn in? You said at first you kind of fell into it. So you were drawn in. I assume you mean by more than just the puppet show, right? Like it was just the puppet. It was show. just the puppet show. Uh, <laughs> I had clear. a fucking great time. <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, it was obviously more than the puppets. It it wasn't about God though, because yeah. I was okay. a child. That's fair. It was, to me, it was about cool shit to do. Like we had this in Kenton. We have something called Club One Eighty, and it's just like a God based place where you listen to music, play Halo Two, and shit like that. But we had one in Springfield, and it was crazy cool. Like, they had pizza every day, donuts, a lot of food, I'm going to add, and, like, video game rooms. It was just, like, this giant warehouse where you can do whatever you wanted. Right. And then there'd be, like, 30 minutes of talking about God. Okay. So it was, it was educational, and it was smart on their part. That's a good way to get kids into it. So that, that's kind of what brought me into it. So, okay, wait, but... I'm kind of getting like mixed feelings though from you. So yeah, I had you say, a great you said, time. You said it's smart, but you're no longer a Christian, right? Right. So it seems was that ineffectual? You think? I mean, it was good at bringing you there. Like it brought you to a geographical location, but was it good at establishing keeping, keeping you? me there? So that's were, a good question. Were you entrenched in Christianity, or were you just hanging out with friends? I was hanging out, and then like it, it gave me a really good moral basis. Okay. I'd say, which is wonderful. I'm I'm very big fan of shit like that. It's just the only problem with me was 
there's too many restrictions and stuff like that. So I, it was a great morality basis, especially in a hard town like Springfield. Mm -hmm. Where I came from, I was almost the minority. It was like our school was 50% black, 50% white. That has nothing to do with the attitudes of people. But the entire school, like, it was a very gangster-feeling school. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up into that. So this was a good way to keep me away from that. And, yeah, I mean, I did learn a lot about God, and I I thought that was the answer at the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've already kind of breached the topic a little bit. Um, how meaningful was it to you then versus how meaningful do you still find those experiences? Given that you're no longer a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Well, stuff like, honestly, I stayed with Christianity for fear. And I think that is a terrible part of that religion. For sure, it's disingenuous. Yeah. It is. And I, I remember kids at my school, they would say, like, I swear to God. And I still do this, actually. If I swear to God, that's how you know I'm being serious. Like, don't yeah. use that against mm -hmm. me. But... I, like, I swear to God, like I was always afraid to do things outside of Christianity because I thought I would be on the list to hell. Okay. And it, it kind of like put a damper to my existence. Mm -hmm. All the way up till, I'd say, until I graduated high school, I was like that. It, it kind of like uh, waters down your life experience, I feel. So like the legalistic system with inside of it does? Or mm -hmm. just Christianity in general? Not Christianity in general. The rules. Okay. The standards. Gotcha. And how it's become people forcing you into those standards, you know? Mm -hmm. I've, I talked about this on my previous podcast this week, but I've met some of the, the worst people uh, in my life at a church. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I actually I agree with you. <laughs> Absolutely. You're different, though. Like, Christians like you, I think people like you, you should definitely be bigger into it. And if you can redesign the Christianity community will be in a very much better place. And I think it's wonderful that people have something to look forward to. That was giant for me. Like, I don't die after I die. And I still don't think I die after I die. But telling a child, hey, you have this to look forward to, this isn't just it, especially in a shitty neighborhood, it's, it was a wonderful tool. Good. That's good. And thank you, by the way. For that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, okay, so that was actually good. So you mentioned... Um, that you still believe in something after death. So you've not gone totally secular. You're not just a total not atheist. atheist. No, okay, so no. what are you then? So at the end, of, we've talked about this before too. I, at the end of the day, I think every painting has a painter. I think existence is just too beautiful to be an accident. And I hope we're a part of just some sort of giant cog in this giant machine that we don't understand. And I don't know if everlasting life and, I don't know, ev everlasting peace is the answer. I think it'd be cool to exist again, start it over, shit like that. Okay. So I, I don't really have a basis for religion. And as a person, it's helped me so much. Like, I don't want to go out there and tell people to be atheist. And I hate people that do that. I have friends that are agnostic and atheist and they push it on people. I mean, not so much anymore, but I know people in my life that are like, there is no God. Why would I worship that, you okay, know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not discerning God. I like the idea that there could be something. Okay. So I just don't know what the fuck it is. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So you won't, you very, um, very nicely tiptoed around giving yourself some kind of label. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned agnostics, which are, I, I would assume, my That's definition closest. for agnostics That's would the be, closest. so you would consider yourself closest to agnostic over yeah, anything else? absolutely. Yeah, I'd say. Because atheist is just where God doesn't exist, there's nothing, we all die, right? I mean, uh, essentially, that's, that's one topic. I mean, the, the, I, would, I would think probably some atheists would disagree with that. But um, at, a the very, at the very least, an atheist is saying, I don't know or I don't believe there is a God. And that's not saying that I have proof for it. It's just saying, until God proves himself to me, I, just, I only believe in what science tells me. And so... Isn't that what, what's agnostic then? I thought agnostic was... Agnostic seems to be straight up, I don't know. Um, okay. I mean, I'm talking about, there's like a difference between like a positive atheism and a negative atheism. Negative atheism being just... There's no God, let's have fun, anarchy. Well, I don't mean negative as in like a, like a moral negative. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Like, I, like a negative, I don't like atheism, that kind of atheism. Oh, okay. I, a negative yeah. meaning like um, they don't make any like claims about what does and does not exist. They just say, unless it can be proven, I don't believe in it. So okay. they don't say God must not exist. They just say, I just, I don't believe in a God because he hasn't proven himself. A positive atheist would say something like God definitely doesn't exist. Yeah. And we have good reason for thinking he doesn't exist. Um, so I, I would assume that you would fall more on the agnostic side though. I feel like a, a positive atheist is just putting too many eggs in one basket. Like I, it's a ballsy gamble almost like um, how confident are you to where you can say something like yeah that? i mean they have to be pretty confident um because i mean i'm not even confident enough to say i mean i'm someone who pretty heavily identifies on the scientific side but I, I wouldn't even be confident enough to say that something like unicorns don't exist and that's just because it's it's an un unfalsifiable thing i can't go and prove to you that unicorns don't exist you know like I can't, yeah i can't prove to you that god doesn't exist you know that's just a it's almost impossible for science to prove that something doesn't exist. There are very few things that they could do that with. I mean, scientists can prove that there are no round squares, for instance. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. God that, well, that's the extent of our knowledge. So proving a creator doesn't exist with the vastness of our universe, it's, it's going to be next to impossible. And when I was a Christian, I used this as a, a rebuttal against atheism. So mm. you can... Uh, Hang on to this. Okay. But, um, Thank you. When people would say they don't understand or they don't believe, cars have a governor on them. So mm -hmm. some cars can't exceed 120 miles an hour. Now, if I was a god, I would make it so my followers would never, ever be able to figure out that I was their god. Like, or never be able to find me, you know? I wouldn't, if I designed something, why would I design it so eventually they're like, oh, there he is. Found it. Let's hang out with that guy. You know, yeah. like okay. Why would he make it that easy? Yeah, I understand. I mean, I think some people would argue that against you saying, "Well, it's it's precisely because he made us that he wants to have a relationship with us." Is what I think Christianity might respond with. Yeah, um, is saying that well, actually he would he really wants to know us. Like he deeply his, his his biggest motivation is to know us, is to get to know us, and and for us to know him. Yeah. Because um, that's the way we're happiest. I think it's, like I said, what a Christian might respond with. But, but he doesn't want it to... Well, yeah, I agree. Rebuttal. Yeah. Bench. <laughs> um, he wants you to believe in him through a faith. Faith is believing without seeing, without physical, without proof. Mm. So that's where that's where the governor comes in play. Okay. You, you'll never be able to have that physical or that proof because you have to have faith essentially yeah that you're overriding it mm. but i mean if you're using that also just interesting if you're using that as a rebuttal to atheism 
Um, I think an atheist could easily respond. It, it's, it's weird when no proof suddenly becomes proof for something. So you're saying, well, look, we can't see God, so that it's clear that he exists now. Essentially, like, yeah. because if God did exist, he wouldn't want me to see him. So I yeah. mean, like, I could say that for anything, right? It's like, it's kind of crazy. It's just like a fun... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I don't know, man. I think uh, it's just easier to believe... It's, so, it's very scary to believe in nothingness. And it's even... And it makes it harder to believe in something concrete. From Christianity, people rely on it as a backbone on their darkest day. So I think it's a wonderful tool. Mm. And atheists, they re they really don't have that to fall back on. I don't know if that's just because they don't need it, though. Yeah, so I think most... I, I, the common thing, uh, and this is kind of what people in YouTube comments will say. So, I mean, kind of the most base discussion will be, like, Christians need a God as a crutch. And I'm an atheist, I don't need a crutch. Yeah. Um, you know, something like I'm that. I'm going to edit this to uh, where you say, no, he's saying I'm that? an atheist, oh, oh, I don't no. need a crutch. I've duped myself, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm an atheist on Corey's podcast, apparently. <laughs> Only there. You played yourself. <laughs> um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Um, do you think, uh, from... What do you think are the flaws in Christianity? Because you... Like I said, you do it, you do it right. Like... Some people, they use it as a weapon. And I've said this a thousand times too. If, if I'm going to create a society, if I'm going to create something, I'm going to create a higher power to keep that society in line. And that's where I think religion uh, stems from still. Mm. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean that it exists. I'm saying there's a good argument to the, that Christianity sure. was man-made. For sure. What's yeah. the argument to that? That... Christianity was man-made. Yeah, uh, I think it's the same argument you would. I mean, you mean against it? Against what you're saying, or for what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, you, no, pro or against. Okay. Um, I mean, I think you would use the same logic that you would use for any religion. So, I mean, we could look at, for instance, something like um, Mormonism would be one that's that's pretty interesting right now. It's rising. It's one of the fastest-growing religions, and. Um, it, it only started within the last like 100 to 200 years. So it's pretty new. Um, and the guy who started it um, says that he got books from God, like these golden tablets from God. Um, and he has now lost them somewhere in New York. He lost them. Um, not like New York City, but like in like the state of New York. Uh, he lost convenient. them. Yeah, very convenient. Um, exactly. And so... I mean, I think it's just obvious that because religion holds so much power over people, like it really does, it, it holds sway, it connects people, um, it gives people meaning in some senses, it, um, it has a hierarchical structure, so you have people that are at the top who hold power over people, and, and you can see this with things like um, with cults, where you have a, a cult of personality, like a guy who's really powerful, and he can get people to do things, and, and he's not... You know, he's not physically strong. He's not... Um, just ranking. Yeah, right. He like, can brainwash people because of just his charisma. Like um, Tom Cruise in Scientology. Right, exactly. And then Scientology would be another, another powerful one to think that it's, it might just be created in order to control people. Um, because it does that so well. Yeah. Because <laughs> all religion does that yeah, very well. Yeah. Um, so they're, it's, they're more than others. I yeah, feel. exactly. Um, so it's easy to see. But um, that is just to, to point out one you know, potential thing. And... I think it, it explains away a lot of religions. Um, but of course, that's, that's to say that those ones are incorrect. I think for Christianity itself, um, 
it's a really complex issue. To say that it's just that, um, it was made just to control people or, or made in that very convenient way, I, I think is almost, it's way too simple. Um, just because of- like That saying that is too simple? Yeah, for sure. Just because, I mean, even if I were to say that God doesn't exist, for instance, that God doesn't exist, Christianity's man-made. To say that it's man-made or it's made specifically to like control people, as again, like I said, too simple. It's, it's such a complex thing. Um, just because of the way, how long ago it was made, um, the way in which it, it crops out of Judaism, the way it was affected by other ancient religions, um, and with how many people have, have risen through the ranks to reach some kind of um, authority within Christianity, and how many of those people were also killed for their faith. Um, mo most people won't die willingly for something they don't believe in. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, so I wouldn't die for anything right. I believe in, and that doesn't say that. <laughs> fair, I um, wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. fuck that. Um, and that's not to say that Christianity is correct, because I'm sure you know there are Muslims who will die for their beliefs. Yeah, and um, and you know there there were Nazis who died for their beliefs. Um, that doesn't mean they're correct, but it's just to say that it, it's more complex than just it, it was man-made for the specific purpose of controlling people. For sure. Um, it, it just bugs me that, because when you get somebody young, like fat Corey Server, just literally rolling around the streets of Springfield looking for a free puppet show and a free meal. Literally, people. Yeah. Literally rolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you get people like that, I, my mind was so fragile. Mm. And I, I wasn't in the situation to pick a religion. And that's another thing that bugs me about organized religion. It's based on where you're born. Like, I, Christianity, it, it runs America, right? I'd say, what, 90% or what, 60% of America's Christianity or? Maybe nominal Christians. When I say nominal, I mean like they never go to church, but when asked that's, if they're Christian, yeah. they say yes. But, um, so yeah. yeah, that's the one that, it's basically, we're primarily Christian right now. Predominantly, I would say. I mean, it's it's definitely going in the other direction, but yeah. Towards what? Towards secularism. Just people saying, I don't know, like you. I'm yeah. yeah. I I just don't know. I think we should let we shouldn't force it. Are you going to raise your kids Christian? If you do, no homo. No, no, yeah, no, no homo. Yeah, def they're definitely not gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. They might be whatever they are. But hey, I, if they're gay, if your kids are gay, that's cool. You hear that, kids? Um, I don't know if my kids. I. I I assume I will, I'm definitely going to probably still be Christian at that point. Um, my wife is Christian. Whether we force our kids to go to church, I will probably bring them to church, I imagine, yeah. Um, but I also want to instill with them the, the mindset that they have the freedom to explore and choose. Yeah. I, that's important to me, that I have that freedom to explore and choose. Um, that's why I study so many other religions. Um, you weren't thrown into it, Christianity? I was born into a Christian household. Um, Pretty predominantly like yeah i would say so sunday for sure. church yeah i was going to church every sunday up until i was basically out of high school um really i mean and i and my mother was very disappointed in me in the days that i didn't go to church um is she now no not so much but i typically go to church now so anyway so really? yeah i still go to church pretty i, I work with sunday. you on sundays uh yeah i mean we work at noon though so you go to church before work occasionally holy shit <laughs> i didn't even know that <laughs> i mean i am studying to be a Faster, so you know it's almost a necessity. Yeah, yeah. it'd be kind of weird. It's marketing. It's like LinkedIn for Christians. <laughs> yes. um, so yeah. So it, you were kind of thrown into it. Um, 
Do you think you would have found it if you weren't thrown into it? First of all, I just want to note, notice that Corey has somehow managed to flip-flop this onto interviewing Mina. But go ahead. You um, can bring it, bring it back <laughs> after this. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just keeping this Reiter, Reiterate that question one more time. So you were, uh, you were born into it, not thrown into it, because that sounds offensive. But do you think you would have found Christianity just based on how you think Christianity works? Or do you think you could have been picked up by another religion and been happy old Jicky? Not in America. Um, no. I might have not believed, I might have been an atheist, but I wouldn't have been ever been a Muslim. I would never have been a, a Buddhist. I would never have been a Hindu. Um, and that's just because I'm born in a place where those aren't prevalent. I have no access to them until I got a job and was able to go buy a book, you know? Yeah. And I would not have been motivated to go buy a book about Hinduism, you know? It's going to um, be a different realm for our children, though. For sure. The internet makes everything crazier. Um, the, that's why the, people are so comfortable now, I think, like yeah. with saying your true beliefs. Yeah. Cause we're just like so interconnected. It's that you see other people, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you see other people saying, this is my belief. And now oh, I'm okay with saying that. I'm, I feel like I might not get smited, smitten, smote, smoted. <laughs> I feel like I'm not damaged because I see other people doing that. I feel like our ch children are going to fall into that too. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I was, I, was def I definitely grew up Christian. I was definitely put in a Christian household. I definitely didn't have the choice to go to church when I was younger. Um, I am personally grateful for that. But also it means that I will never be able to feel like I chose Christianity. Even if I were to break away from Christianity for years, if I decided I'm going to be an atheist or I'm going to be a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Hindu, if I decided I was just going to leave Christianity and do that, if I eventually ever came back around to Christianity, and I could say then I made a choice, but still then, it was already Christianity is so deeply ingrained into who I am as a person, in, yeah. into every memory I have growing up, into everything, that making that kind of a choice, it, it's impossible for me. I'll never be able to choose Christianity, I feel like. That's something that does scare me um, a little bit, but it's something I consider a lot. I yeah. Think about a lot. If you hated the religion, it'd be a different story, like right. Scientology or fucking Westboro Baptist. <laughs> yeah. But sure. I mean, you're definitely comfortable in your shoes. Yeah. You've chosen a career path in that. Yeah. I'd say. So, with you, like I said, people that are ingrained in this religious society and stuff, they I've met several people. I met a girl that I was like very into, and. I just felt like she didn't respond to Christianity like you. And I, th I honestly think it's based on her parents because they were so strict on her. Mm. Like you, were you, your parents pretty cool in high school? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, like I said, I had to go to church on Sundays, but they were, they didn't force me to believe things. You know, I wasn't, my dad and mom encouraged learning. And I think that is one of the things I, I was encouraged to think for myself in a lot of ways. Um, so that definitely benefited me. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. For sure. Um, so I wasn't brought up to believe to very strict tenets. I wasn't brought up to recite, you know, the Ten Commandments or anything like that. Where Can I wasn't you do it though. And also, I should say I wasn't brought up in a in a traditional Christian church either. So I wasn't a Baptist. I'm not Lutheran. I'm not. Catholic. I was brought up actually in a Pentecostal church, which um, is kind of like the outcast of church denominations, weirdly enough. They're like the weird kids. 
they don't follow uh, one. Yeah, they're like they're like the punk kids, like the punk rock. Yeah, if, they like uh, smoke cigarettes behind the church for sure. Um, yeah. So basically, Pentecostals are the people who, if you've ever seen people, um, Christians like speaking in tongues, like speaking in a different language, right? Yeah. Or doing all kinds of like miraculous healings, or running around their church and saying all kinds of weird things. That's Pentecostals. So they're really strange, um, and the things they believe are very different than most Christians. Um, so already, I'm not brought up in a normal Christian household. Um, not that my parents were like running around the church screaming and stuff like that, but to say that's to say they believed in different things. And so I was brought up to believe in different things. So I'm more ready to accept different Everything. things anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Do you believe in the, the tongues? Or do you think it's bullshit? Cause, <laughs> I believe certain people... I, I know this is going to get me... I believe certain people can. You can say, yeah. Yeah, I believe certain people can. I believe in miraculous healings. Um, I don't believe that everybody who speaks in tongues is legitimately speaking in tongues, but I never have personally me. Um, so I can't say from experience that, yes, I've experienced this, you know, the power of God coming over me and doing these crazy things. Um, I can't say that. Um, I, I've, I've seen in person what appear to be miraculous healings, um, that I can't explain scientifically, but can you elaborate? It, it could be. Yeah. Um, so my, my grandmother um, again, this is supposed to be an interview about you, but I just love talking about myself. So yeah, much. that's fine. Um, so, this is good. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can, we can bring it back after the commercial. Okay. So. So that's fine. Um, so my grandmother actually was in a, she smoked for most of her life. Um, when she was like 64, she had been smoking for more, almost, almost 50 years at that point. So an incredibly long time. And um, she was starting to have troubles with her lungs. She was coughing a lot more. And so they took her into the hospital. And they essentially, I was too young to know the term now. Um, but essentially she had, her lungs were just filled with tar. Um, just from smoking for so long. It's just what happens to your lungs. They were gross and black. And she's old too, so that doesn't help. And um, basically. How old was she at this time? 60, about 64. Okay. Um, and they said, you have about six months to live. We'll put you on oxygen, but there's not much we can do for you outside of like a lung transplant, um, which is just horrendous on an old person like that. I mean, it's not really even a rare possibility, yeah. um, you know, so they didn't have a whole lot of options for her. And so she um, was on, you know, gas, uh, I guess, um, oxygen for a few days. And my mom, like I said, we, I, I was in a Pentecostal church, so my mom believed in miraculous healing. And so she prayed day and night for my my her mother, my grandma. Um, and one of the things that the Pentecostals do, um, and it's something that's mentioned a few times in the Bible, is this anointing with oil, um, where you basically you take oil um, and you're supposed to put a little cross on a person's head. You might see Catholics do something like this occasionally. Yeah, I'm um, And so my mom went up to the hospital where my grandma was at at the time and prayed over her um, and anointed her with oil as is the Pentecostal tradition. And my grandma went home the next day because um, it was just for a checkup. She had to stay the night. She went home for the next day. And when my mom came up to visit the day after that, um, she was no longer using her oxygen. She just said, I, I don't know. I just don't need it. I just feel good right now. And my mom's like, I really think you should be using it. Um, and more than a week went by without her using her oxygen. She went back for a checkup and the doctor's like, you haven't been using your oxygen. Like you're going to kill yourself. And 
um, she said, no, I feel fine, really I do. And so they did another checkup on her lungs, like another x-ray. Um, and the doctor said, your, your lungs are perfectly fine. Like, I, the doctor himself was the one who, you know, administered the x-ray, or, or helped do the x-rays and stuff like that, and, and it looked at the things, and it told her her diagnosis, her prognosis, essentially, that she was going to die in six months. That same doctor now had to deliver her the news that her lungs were, like, brand new. I feel like that was way easier for him to deliver. No, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, it wasn't, guys, but I, just, I hate to be this guy. I mean, this guy exists, right? So my grandmother got the prognosis that she was going to die in six months, and now it is seven, eight years later, and she's, she's never smoked since, and doesn't cough, you know, like, lives a perfectly healthy life now, like... Does she look healthy? Like, I mean, she doesn't look a whole lot better. She's still, like, in her 70s. You know, she's old. Um, was she damaged by the smoking, you think? Uh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, she heard, I mean, yeah, she's, like, hunched over a little bit and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that kind of information. I'm the kind of guy who wants, I, I believe in scientific things. I mean, I don't, I don't speak against how old the age of the earth is. I, you know, I'm not sure how the universe was made. I believe in scientific theories and, and everything. You know, I... I'm not a, I'm not the kind of Christian who just takes absolutely everything that's written in the Bible as literal truth. So when something like this happens, I, I think to myself, well, the doctors must have got it wrong in the beginning. You know, they, they must have not that prognosis of six months must have been wrong. Yeah. Her lungs must not have really been as bad as they said they were, because it's hard for me to believe in miracles. But, then again there's substantial enough evidence for me to say, I, don't, I just don't know what to do with this information now. So I had enough experiences in my life like that to say, I believe in something. You know, even if I wasn't Christian, I'd have to believe in something. Um, but as a Christian now, I just chalk it up to God, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, when you hear stuff like that, it does strike a nerve. Like, it has to be something bigger than science, something at play. Um, my buddies. We grew up with a kid, and he, his dad was a pastor, and he would tell us stories, and he told us about these exorcisms that he took part in, and this crazy. shit's crazy, Yeah. and I heard it a decade ago, so I'm going to tell the story now. I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott, mad, but um, they had this—I I might not get the story 100% correct, but they had this person staying with them, and— she was having a hard time and stuff, and they, they came home, and she just, like, went straight demon on him. And, like, Scott had – or this guy had to talk her down and, like, essentially prayer over her. And that, that cured that situation. Like, I, okay. that wasn't too giant. There were details in there that I'm forgetting that made me go, oh, shit, that's crazy. That, that woman was possessed. But another one that sticks out to me more than anything was he – had this old woman and he was called to her house and he had to um, do some rituals on her or preaching to her and she was an old woman and she was just like speaking in tongues and like different voices were coming out from inside of her mm -hmm. like envy like she said my name my name is envy like shit like that that's crazy and apparently she was stronger than uh, like two dudes and she's like this brittle old 80 year old woman mm -hmm. and she he said he had a hard time like holding her down because she was like so strong stuff like that like from the, one of the most honest men that's ever been in my life I believe him more than anything 
seeing him following God and setting such an example, that was big for me to kind of keep my my heels into religion. Because I, I remember I would have atheists like tell me, like, oh, I don't know, dude, there's no God. And I'd be like, I, it was like, I don't even know, like six years ago, I'd be like, dude, you have to believe in God. Yeah, I want to hang so out with obvious, you. Yeah, right? it's so obvious, dude. I want to see you in heaven. Like, I was so persistent on mm -hmm. it. And yeah. Now I kind of regret stuff like that, but. Mm -hmm. For sure. I can see. I think, I think every Christian who genuinely believed for a little bit probably has a story about how embarrassing it is to. How embarrassed they are of them trying to like yeah proselytize or you know speak to other people about it. Try and keep them into yeah it. evangelize and stuff like that is probably yeah. I know I have a few embarrassing stories like that. So yeah, well <laughs> you you're doing good, man. Because I I've never felt like you've tried to pull me into it. And every other religious person I've interacted with is just like you have to follow this. Blah blah blah. Fuck you. Like, let me do my shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for sure. Well, you know, for me, the most important thing, like I already mentioned, is the ability to choose. So forcing someone into a religion doesn't work, as you've already pointed out. Um, you, you felt like you were, you felt like you fell in. Like, it wasn't like something you really wanted, you know, is how yeah. you've kind of described it. Um, and that kind of thing very rarely works out. And if it does work out, you have to wonder to what degree is it serious? Is it genuine? Is it... Um, so... Yeah, my my ideas are I shouldn't be forcing people Different, into religion, yeah. for sure. While I met some shitty people in the church, I have met some cool people. And I I do regret so much that they cannot do the things I would like to do with them. You know? You're talking about specifically strip clubs. You wanna take <laughs> you wanna take some of the best church going people you know to strip clubs. I wanna take that pastor I spoke about as a story before to a Monday night strip club <laughs> in the middle of the desert. <laughs> oh my god. No, but not not necessarily that. But yes, I mean like I, I feel like some of them miss out on the experiences I would like them to take part in with me mm -hmm. that religion kind of strays away from. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand that. So is it fair to say that you want to smoke weed with these people? I wanna get higher and higher. <laughs> no, I meant I wasn't particularly saying that, but yeah, that'd be cool too. Like I like to smoke weed with people, it just like um, have sex out of wedlock, the old poop hole loophole. Oh, <laughs> oh, you can't say stuff like that, Corey. Hey, you're you're the good side of this argument. I'm I'm allowed to lash out of it. Okay, yeah, I just don't want you to stain me with anything. No, no, you're good. I'm not I'm not pulling Jacob into this. He is totally confident. I can see. <laughs> Okay. Let's get to uh, some of the other shit you wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah. Um, well, how deep into this are we? About 40 minutes? This is the first... I say we're about to the first commercial break. The first commercial break. Okay, so why don't we, then, as you've mentioned, go to commercial break real quick, and we will be back shortly. Yes, we will be right back for real this time, and we will... Um, we're going to get right back to you guys with some Manscaped. Thank you for listening. You sexy son of uh, beautiful people. And welcome back to Manscaped Podcast. This um, commercial break was brought to you by Febreze because Corey won't stop farting. Okay. And anyway, Whoa. so that was a lot of talk about religion, actually. It was. Um, that was a good we 40 be... minutes. We doubled down on it. Um, that was less than half of the questions and topics I had brought up to you. Um for you. So let's talk about some things that you find interesting. 
Interesting. Interesting. So let's talk about whether or not you think the universe is deterministic. Elaborate. Okay, that's fine. So do you think we have anything like free will? Do you think you have free will? Do you operate on a daily basis like you have free will? I like to think so. Yeah. Because I don't believe in a set future. I don't think that exists. Um, I'm a very big believer in the chaos theory. So every single move puts you to where you're supposed to be, or where you are, essentially, not supposed to be. Um, I went to fire school because I got hit in the ear with a water balloon in my left ear that I'm currently deaf in. And now I'm here. Like, every step is a different path. I, you're looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sam Albert, <laughs> band camp, name drop on accident. He walked up to me, and we were having a water balloon fight. And apparently he just got in the heat of the moment, testosterone-fueled, grabbed the biggest water balloon, and just bashed me in the side of the head. Like, oh, Jesus. there's still a hand behind that. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of pain, and I couldn't hear for shit. So I went to the hospital. And the guy that was working on me was an EMT. And I told him, like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And he's like, you should go to Hawking for fire school. And that's exactly what I did. That's crazy. That day. That's a crazy turn of events. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I believe, though. Like, every little thing, you and I wouldn't have been here if X didn't happen, if I stayed at the daycare, if I one day didn't decide to apply. It's every little thing. Okay. So that sounds like you believe that... There's a very complex sort of events that brought you to where you are today. Yeah, totally random. Do you think that those events could not have happened? Like there's a different there's a, there's a different universe maybe or a different world where that didn't happen to Corey? Like oh, he yeah. missed or he didn't throw oh, yeah. it or he just he's not as angry as he, as he was that day? There's a universe where Corey got hit in the ear with that water balloon and killed him. <laughs> and <laughs> is in prison for the yeah. rest of his life right now. Yep, and spends most of his time podcasting in prison. <laughs> Welcome to Manscaped from Corey <laughs> Universe 13B. Um, I do believe that... So, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but I think that it, it's interesting to ponder the idea of every change of events in your timeline creates an alternate universe. Because... Say I, I turned right on a road. If I would have turned left, that was a totally different existence of life. Every little thing would compound to another version of myself. So <clears throat> yeah, like I, a like, year down the road, that's a totally different you, right? Like, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how it seems, right? I mean, yeah. that's a really simplistic view of it. Um, but, but yeah. Even something that small. Yeah. Like, it's the chaos theory is something as small as a butterfly's uh, flap of its wings can cause a typhoon. Uh, across the entire Earth, yeah. essentially. So every little thing, not much outside of Earth. It doesn't really fucking matter outside of Earth. Sure, yeah. But inside of Earth, like, yeah, I mean, you kind of design your universe. For sure, and we do talk like that, too. Like, on a day-to-day -day basis. Even people who don't subscribe to that belief do say, like, I could have done this, or, like, I should have done that, or if I had done this, then this would have happened. We talk like that. Yeah. But I don't think most people really mean it when they say it you know, understand they or yeah. i don't even know if they think about it that that they really mean like there's another place where or there's another world where i did that or another universe where i did that or that it's actually a possibility that, that. i didn't eat a hot dog today but instead i ate a hamburger when i went to 
the store. Change the you whole, know? everything. Like, I mean, that's the thing for me, though. Like, I don't know if I actually believe that I have freedom of will. Interesting. So, Elaborate. Okay, so, so I mentioned earlier that while I'm a Christian, I'm a pretty scientific guy, too. So, like, I like, I subscribe to a lot of scientific theories. And, and prominent ones, too. Like, ones that most scientists believe in. So, one of them um, that's pretty common and that most scientists will just say we don't have an answer for at the moment, it just seems like it just logically follows, is the idea of causation. And if we follow it all the way back to what is most scientists consider at this point the Big Bang, um, the start of our universe, it doesn't seem like there's much else that could have happened other than what's happened now. Because the way the world operates is that when the Big Bang happened, you know, molecules and everything bounce into each other, things are made, it's like a domino effect. So dominoes start falling, eventually we get to me, and the way I was made just so happens to mean that I ate a cheese sandwich today. And Off-brand Velveeta. Off-brand, yeah, oh my word. $2 cheaper, $2 worse. We discussed that it was not <laughs> worth it. But um, I made that poor choice today, but... I didn't really have a choice, is what science says. That basically, right now, what are they doing? Um, but yeah, I didn't have a choice because, like I said, the universe is a set of dominoes, essentially. Physics works in such a way that those laws work in the same way every time. And so, as they ripple through, I'm just a bunch of atoms, right? And so, as it ripples through me, I don't really have much of a choice in what I do from the day to day. I, I didn't choose the way I was born. I didn't choose any of that stuff. I didn't choose where I was born. I didn't choose my hair color. I mean, I could change it now, but the way, you know, I didn't change, I, I didn't choose any of that stuff. And I don't get to choose the way my taste buds operate. I wish I could, um, but they like what they like and I choose based upon that. And so it's pretty hard for scientists to see where free will comes into the spectrum. What do you view the self as? Do you view the self as just a passenger then? Because I feel like the self without free will is just a guy in a movie theater with his dick out like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Aren't we all just that guy? <laughs> we, that's a pretty strange little... I don't know how you did Metaphor. that. That was incredible. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how we got here. Yeah. Um, I like where we're at. That was, you just did a one-two leap and now something where Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. That's, right. um, that's incredible. You have a real talent. Um, what do I think of the self? I think, I don't actually, I don't know if I actually subscribe to the idea of I have free will or not. I, I think I have to in order to live out my life. I, I operate like you I would have free yeah, will. You, you'd if, be if in I, a fucking corner if you didn't. <laughs> if I didn't have free will, I'd be dead on a couch in three days, right? So, because that's, that's what would happen. If I didn't have free will, I didn't choose to do anything. I, I've already... I've already set in my mind what would happen if I just started to believe I didn't have free will. If I actually believed it, I would just sit on the couch, I'd get as much food around me as I could, and I'd fucking pig out for about three-ish days, and eventually I'd starve, and I'd never get up. That'd be a good because, way to go out. But I mean, it's a, it's a great way to go out. As long as there's Netflix I'd be involved. a Netflix binge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd watch Breaking Bad, and then I'd die. <laughs> exactly. The perfect way to go. Um, but yeah, because I wouldn't have any other choice. So I do operate and believe I have free will, but most scientists don't believe that right now. And most scientists also have no way of explaining where consciousness is or what consciousness is in general. 
And so they kind of just have to assume, well, everything we know about the world is physical, so consciousness must be physical as well. So it must just be some very complex operation that's happening in your brain. Like a computer. Yeah, exactly. Just like an organic computer. So it's such a deep topic. I have so many thoughts on it, and we're never going to be able to talk about everything I feel on this topic. But sometimes I feel like atoms are pixels, and we are in some sort of video game, like not necessarily simulation theory, which I I designed that and I own the simulation theory as we talked last time, Jakey. He does not. I don't. don't, don't do not I don't. That. I believe in it though. Uh, but in, in this realm, in this universe that we are currently in, I feel like there's a good chance that everything was, atoms were placed here to make up everything. What we see for the blind, what they feel, like your senses... They can detect all this shit here. And I, I think the user is permanently put into a body, almost. And the user is the self. So from another, be it universe or be it outside of the universe, because it, it could be easily outside of the universe. Like, we see the universe as something vast, but it could be like another type of existence outside of us that can view into it and we're essentially the self is just something an ai that we control we are fully self-aware which is shitty i mean self-aware creates anxiety and everything but that's what we are we are self-aware anxious depressed controllers of these people that's kind of what i view one one chunk of what i view it i like it but it it does strike me that we have no way of knowing whether that's ever going to be true. I don't think we ever will. Yeah. Until um, we wake up and it's like, game over. <laughs> you choked on a hot dog. <laughs> oh, man. You got that hit too hard with a water balloon. You never became a firefighter. <laughs> game over. I, I don't know, man. I want there to be something more than just what kind of science can tell us at the moment Um, because it leads us to a place right now where either we don't have free will and everything's determined or science also has it plausible enough that there's some randomness to the universe just some randomness that means that not everything's determined but randomness doesn't really equate to free will right so just because it's random doesn't mean that I actually made a choice it just might be that it just, it wasn't determined, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's where kind of science leaves us at the moment. And maybe hopefully scientific discovery soon will kind of put us in a different place. We're still so young with science. For sure. Like, we just figured out that the Earth is not flat. And if you think the Earth's flat, please unsubscribe. Shaq. Shaq. Talking to you, Shaq. um, What's his name? Will I, no, not Will I Am. B.O.B. B.O.B. Your name's Bob. You think the Earth's flat? Get a fucking job, dude. Like, we we just dis- we just discovered all this shit. So you and I, like, while we have the ability to communicate and spread our knowledge across platforms, we're we're still hitting groundbreaking shit. Like, we just proved to a point. Uh, Einstein was correct about gravity. Like, what was that? What was that thing that we just figured out before? Where we were using gravity waves. We can actually measure mm-hmm. gravity waves. Right? Yeah. That was Einstein. Mm-hmm. Yes. We 
in our lifetime proved it. Like, they have a machine now that proves it. It was just a theory before. Am I correct? You're looking at me like... No, you're correct. It's just, I, I know what you're saying, and this is kind of broaching an interesting topic too. I mean, it's a totally different topic, and that's just talking about how it's hard for us to see... Occasionally, it feels like we're at the edge. Like, we've okay, reached yeah. it, right? Like, it feels like sometimes, like... But there's, there's always... There's nothing else more. Behind that door, yeah. Because we have so little um, perspective in front of us, and it's all unknown there. We feel like, well, this must be it. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, yesterday no one discovered any crazy scientific stuff. So it doesn't feel like tomorrow is going to bring any crazy new revelations either. Or, you know? But I do have hundreds and hundreds of years behind me of people making progress. And it feels like, wow, they made so much progress and now we're just, we've learned it all. You know? But that's not the case, um, probably. At, at least the trend it, is setting that we're actually going to keep on advancing even faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we, we hit a point... I'd say the 90s, before the boom of the internet, where it was, I'll quote Selena Gomez, um, every beautiful thought has been already thunk. I don't think she says that. <laughs> I hope such, not. That's... Every, every song has been sung, you know, yeah, okay, like, yeah. I, like every trench has been explored. So not, I don't, I'm not very good at history, but when did Columbus find the U.S.? Or is, the, it, is, it, is it 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Is that how it goes? I... 1775, Columbus touched the blue sky. That was when he went to the moon. So you're, you're probably right. Yeah, a good 300 years after. Yeah, it was before he went to the moon. <laughs> One small step for Lance. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking Lance about. Lance Armstrong. Oh! <laughs> Brilliant. But the thing is, like, we are, we're always hitting these, these stopping points in existence. And for us right now, we just got over exploring the earth, finding the trenches, finding the caves. Well, the next expedition, the the final frontier, space, not necessarily, because that's what we thought until atoms came into play. And then we start getting down to a, a smaller molecular level. That opened up a whole brand new world that we weren't even aware of. Mm. We thought, holy shit, we're on this rock. We need to figure out what's on this rock. We figured that out. Now we're like, holy shit, what's outside of this rock? There's so much more. And we're finally breaking down the barriers, which is super fucking exciting. I think we're, I think there's so much more. Like Xbox 360. I remember telling, I'm all over the place here, but I looked at my brother when I was playing Halo 2. I'm like, how does this get better? Yeah, I'm like, sure. this is the apex. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I think that's it's a really great little point there. Um, is that we just, it does feel like we're always. Just the common sense would tell us we've reached it, but there's so much more. Um, and as a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite, is that there's so much more and we're reaching it so much faster than we ever have. Um, and that there's just, the more we learn, the more we find out that there is. Like, like you said, we thought, well, we, we knew everything about Earth, but you know, actually we know more about space in like what makes up space than we even know about our own oceans right now. Which is fucking crazy. It's crazy. Just because there's so little out in space and there's so much in the ocean. James um, Cameron, like, <laughs> knows way more about the ocean than yeah, we he's, do. Yeah, I think he's down there right now. Yeah, he's um, filming Avatar 2 <laughs> in the ocean. Which I'm pretty sure is that a, a, a genuine fact. Bad idea. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then there's also the molecular level, or, and even beyond that, the you know, subatomic level, where it goes so far down that we're not even sure what things are when they get that small. That we, have yeah. to, we actually have to make new laws just to be able to understand them. Quantum mechanics... Just totally it's broke. Fucking, it's fucking crazy, right? Quantum mechanics stumped Einstein. Like, I mean, he was like, "No, I, I don't get it." 
He's like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm a fucking bagger. It's like general relativity, easy. Subatomic particles, no no, thanks. No, I work Same in Greece, Scott. Like, yeah. I figured out relativity. <laughs> I'm just gonna make bobs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, um, what was I gonna say? Okay, I I know I'm kind of retracing back to the universe thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know how we talked about the chaos theory? Yeah. Look at it this way: if if we create a computer advanced enough to monitor every micro moment that could happen and essentially that's if you give mankind or intelligence long enough they will make a computer that can compute damn near everything so if you break it down to ones and zeros okay Corey took a left turn at the stoplight Corey ate way too many sloppy joes at lunch and put it in his diary Corey did this Corey did that now now that computer courteously to say yeah <laughs> this computer knows okay Corey only ate two sloppy joes rebecca thinks he's hot rebecca sucks his dick like and then they have a baby she had a baby without being you know what i'm saying like it could like plan every other route and that could show you an alternate dimension that's where the simulation theory comes in yeah and so this is very difficult but that brings yeah. us back around again though to the idea, if, if, a, if a machine can do that, though... Why can't the universe? Doesn't that prove that... Doesn't that in some way make it far more credible, the idea that the universe is just, in fact, deterministic? Like, if a machine can calculate, well, like, all this stuff is going to happen, I know all the variables, so this is what Corey's going to do. That's... Yeah. Didn't he just, like... Yeah. Didn't he just determine the universe? Basically? I mean, that kind of... That makes it pretty credible that we don't have free will, Corey... Corey's dead. We just killed him. <laughs> uh, well, I had a mild brain aneurysm, but I'm back. Uh, yes, so that's like groundbreaking. I feel like nobody's had this conversation right here. I feel like a lot of people have this conversation, but we just don't listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what you're saying is uh, if the universe is as intelligent as something that we could create, essentially, then yeah, every option is laid out. Uh, no, no, they're just options then at that point. I think what I'm saying is that if a machine could, in theory, dictate what will happen, like it can, it can know the future, essentially, by knowing all the past variables, it knows what's going to happen. And if that actually does work out to be the case, like it, those, so it, it plans out what's going to happen in the future, you know, maybe doesn't tell anybody, and then... Everything in the ha- everything in the future happens, and it's exactly like the machine predicted. That kind of like kind of puts in the idea that it's pretty clear that the universe is deterministic. Yeah. If it can take all past variables and determine what will happen, then it seems like we don't have free will. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, based on this machine, it, it tells you the options, and then it gives you a million uh, answers what could be the future, which. Uh, have you seen Men in Black 3? Uh, no. We did a... 2 kind of killed the series for me. 3 was wonderful. Okay, You'll I'll love 3, for real. We did a Manscape on... Uh, a not not feeling it episode on Men in Black 3. <laughs> and the one of the guys, he's like... He, he does this variable shit we're talking about. He's like, wait. Okay, what did you eat for lunch today? He's like, apple pie. He's like, oh no. This is the universe where, where this happens. Yeah. And right when he says where this happens, it's like like something crazy happens. Yeah. He bases it off these what could have happened. Mm-hmm. So 
that's a that's an interesting way to look at time travel, being laid out what could happen and which path you took. Yeah, so that's a web mm-hmm. of what would you call that? Um, like just different dimensions, right? Is what you essentially, yeah, stems, like a multiverse kind of theory. So that character would essentially be hopping between them. Okay. Yeah, like Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Have you guys seen Rick and Morty? It's fucking wonderful. I'm serious. If you yes. haven't seen it, please check it out. Genuinely the best show on TV right now. It is. It's so, so much better than Family Guy. And if season three doesn't come out soon... I think their fan base is going to kill themselves. And, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, actually. So Yeah. Still my thunder there. See, you, you fucked up, Jacob. You got me talking about something I'm passionate about. <laughs> like, you could ask anybody that's known me for more than ten years. I am obsessed with time travel. You know that from our previous conversation. For sure, yeah. I know you're... I think it's fascinating. Just how vast it is. The universe is so much bigger. There's a new game out um, called Everything. Just the name of it. Everything? It's just called Everything. Um, It's called, quote, Everything, unquote, there. Wait, do they unquote before they finish the word? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, everything in the middle. Um, So, yeah, it's just called Everything, and basically... The premise of the game, um, I'm going to spoil it for you, because maybe the biggest reason to play it is just for the discovery value, but the basic gist of the game is that um, you start off as, like, a deer, and you're just on this, like, kind of randomly generated world, and you can kind of change what you are. So you can either cling on to a rock, and now you're the rock, or you can cling on to a bird, and now you're the bird, or grass, and now you're grass. And as you move about the world, because you can move even though you're a rock, basically, like you can like kind of like generate around the world, even if you were a rock or a deer or whatever. And you can keep on going down, or you can keep on going up. And whichever way you go, it works like a circle where you end up. So if you keep on going down through the atoms and you go subatomic, and then now you're going past electrons, and now you're going into quarks, and now you it gets find, that deep. Yeah, holy and now shit. you find inside of quarks is a galaxy, no, is a universe. And so then you're like, oh, I'm gonna cling onto this one galaxy and then onto this giant star or like this nebula and then onto this star and then onto this planet. And now you're back to the planet scale again. And basically it just keeps on going and you can go back and forth and That's think, some Horton hears a who shit. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Dr. Seuss was onto it. Yeah. Um, it's, it remind, Men in Black is what, you, what made me think of it when you said that, because at the ending of Men in Black 1, um, yeah. The, the whole marbles. time, the whole time they were searching for that gem, right? Yeah. Which oddly looked like a galaxy, and then it pans out at the end of it to the fact that their galaxy is a gem also inside of another alien's pocket, and so it's like it just keeps on going forever. And whatever we think we know about it is so small, um, and it it hurts me. Like it, it, hurts. it freaks me out. Oh it really God. like it. It hurts my soul to think about things like this. It's really horrifying. Hard. Yeah, it is. It really. Some people um, really. If love that's it. the case, uh, yeah. no God could keep track of all that shit. <laughs> like, no way. Who does he think he is? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that it's it. It instills in me like this immediate fear reaction. I'm like, no, no, I can't handle this. No, yeah. it can't be true because it's too scary to be true. Somehow that. Feeling that small, and it must be just a pride thing, or it must be some kind of like ego thing. Survival. I, I think it has to be. Like, yeah. I just don't want to comprehend that I am just straight up not important, like to the rest of the galaxy. Like, I, I'm just. If you were to tell the tale of Earth, 
like there are a few key people you mention along the way, like Brad Pitt, like Brad Pitt and Alexander the Great. Like you mention a few really important Clay figures, Aiken. you know, all of those people, and I'm never there, right? Like you're probably never there. Most people yes. aren't there yet, <laughs> um, and like I'm okay with that, but when Earth isn't mentioned, that freaks me out. So yeah. like when you're telling the tale of the universe. Or you're telling the tale of existence, and this is bigger than the universe. Yeah, my, our universe is like barely sniffed a, a upon. marble. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like just not mentioned. I, I can't I can't deal with being that minuscule. Something inside of me rebels. You're already that minuscule. I know. You're, you're already a, sh a brain shattering minusculity. Maybe I think you might have used it wrong, but I get what you're saying. Masculinity. Nailed it. You fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I watched this this at church camp, mind you. It was they were showing this star and or this this mass, a planet or something, and it showed you can fit a hundred thousand of our sons into this thing. And they just like scaled down to how big you are. Yeah, like almost puked at church <laughs> It's terrifying to to know how tiny you are. And that's why I said self-awareness is almost a curse. Because that adorable woman dog that you have, totally female, she doesn't know that she's that tiny. She's just like, oh, I just exist right here. Yeah, and... Yeah, her world is so much smaller than ours, right? Um, what do you mean? It's a he. I'm not going with yeah, like, the fact that you. Call I like it, that you were cool. With yeah, it. I was like, like almost she. called it a her. I was like, she is totally cool. No, it's a he. His name is Ken, and he's a Maltese, and he's the worst. Um, he's adorable. My grandma would just her heart would melt. She loves Maltese. But your point is that self awareness kind of hurts us in some sense. It's a curse. <laughs> because he can't he can't feel that, but he may be feeling all sorts of other things. That we don't know. Not self-awareness. I think he knows who he is. He might not realize how small he is. And well, how, how insignificant he is. Dogs have another thing going for them. They are worshipped by us. For sure. Like, I, I love my dog more than anything on this planet. See, I think your point is... Is it... I don't want to speak for you. But is, that essentially, is it essentially that Somebody's ignorance is bliss? Ig yes. I love that phrase. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. I think... Back when my main objective wasn't to get hit in my carotid artery with a flaming arrow, I would have been much happier <laughs> before <laughs> before I knew that how gigantic this shit is. Back then, it was just like some people probably thought that this was a rock and the moon was heaven. Like that's it. Like here to there. Uh, okay, I just gotta get there. You know. Yeah. Now it's like that moon is such a fucking pussy. That moon is a pebble. That got stuck in the orbit of Earth after it got hit by a larger pebble. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I just I think I just am gonna rebel against the idea yeah. that the the universe is just that big. I think I have to. Um, but I I don't know if I agree with you that ignorance is bliss totally. Um. I feel like I would want self-awareness if I didn't have it. Right. So if I, think I knew it existed, there's some there's some there's some good things that come with the pain of knowing, right? Because I mean that's just a that's just an ancient philosophical question is is it better to know? Which is just the, another way of asking the question. 
is ignorance bliss or is, is knowledge really the way to go? Um, and I think, I think it is better to know. Yeah. I, think, I think my life is so much richer for having the experiences that I can have because of the knowledge I have. Um, I think all of humanity kind of pushes us towards the idea that education is better and we really shun the societies that push down education, right? That are like, no, no learning, right? I mean, like the people who burn books and stuff like that, we, we think those are like morally abhorrent or something like that. Like those are the definitely like the worst kind of societies because there's something in us that knows that knowing is best. Yeah. Um, That's when uh, slavery, for instance, those people were so uneducated yeah. and from us being a standpoint, like seeing how that played out, it's just so incredibly cruel to leave them uneducated. For sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's, oh man, there was a, an incredible Vsauce video where they were discussing the atomic bomb and, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, where they were discussing the atomic bomb and in one of, at, at the end, they posed the question, um, essentially, that, that science is just the key, right? So basically, it opens up the world for us and it allows us to, to know things. Um, but how we use that key is not, science doesn't tell us that. So, you know, the key is technology, essentially, and that, that opens the door for us in a lot of ways. But science is, is incapable of telling us what's the best way to use that key. And, and this is Oppenheimer um, talking about the atomic bomb when he made it um, and saying essentially... This is his biggest regret, I feel. Uh, yeah. I mean, he definitely regretted it, um, making the atomic bomb in some ways. But there was, he was also one of the biggest proponents for um, like nuclear power plants and things like that, using atomic energy for good or using the same rockets that propelled atomic bombs potentially to destroy places use those same rockets to deliver us to the moon. It's like the same technology. It never so, played out well. <laughs> okay, we never got there. Yeah. But, <laughs> just kidding. Thank God. Um, but what he's saying is essentially that, like, knowledge isn't inherently bad. Like, it opens the door to a lot of bad things, but it also opens the door to a lot of good things. Um, and I think you can look at that in almost, like, every... Because of how small every you scale thing. it down. So, like, if you take, like, cooking, for example, like... Yeah, fire burns us, and it's really dangerous, but like, look at all the incredible applications that fire also has. Like, we can now cook food, and it also takes away, like, you know, like, bad meat and stuff like that. And, and I guess it's all just a matter of perspective in that way that, or not all just a matter of perspective, but it's not necessarily true that yeah, knowledge I think, is inherently evil. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. It's all about how you use the tool. For sure. I mean, the tools granted to us, and we can definitely misuse it, but it doesn't have to be that way. For sure. Just like back to Christianity. Exactly. Same shit. Yeah. All right. Sing Creed. I'm going to go grab that, Yingling. Okay. If you don't care. I'm not going to sing Creed. I'm going to pause it instead. Well, you should sing Creed. Somebody has to sing Creed. Welcome back to Mainscape, you sexy son of a bitches. Today we really free-balled, and we're having a great time. I hope we blew your fucking dicks off, but if you want to put on a sweater and get comfortable again, don't forget to buy your mothballs from Grandma B's Mothball Company. These mothballs are infused with cocaine, codeine, and marijuana. So if you get drunk enough, you might be able to take one and get a spiritual high, but we recommend not because moths are the enemy. 
$12 a ball, contact Cornelius, use the code word Cornelius, and save yourself some motherfucking cash, you bitch. All right, and we're back. Um, we do have one more topic that we'd like to talk about today, um, and that's an interesting question that I'm going to let Cornelius pose to us. Welcome back, Jakey. Thank you. You welcome me. Now I welcome you. <laughs> We're going to talk about some fucking time travel again. But I would like to hear, if listeners, if you know the answer to this, please comment in the comment section of this post. And we'll talk about it again later. Jakey, if you had the power to travel forwards, backwards, or cross-dimensional in time, what would you do, my friend? I think my initial response is to do something awesome. And Dope, I mean, right? like, like good for humanity. Like, prevent something really bad that happened. Like, I, I think everybody's initial response is like, I gotta go kill Hitler, right? Like, that's yeah. the thing I gotta do. Immediately, like, oh shit, I should kill Hitler. <laughs> yeah, like, that, this is my obligation now. It's like, not even really a superpower at this point. It's, it's like just a like a job. Like, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> I have to go kill Hitler. Um, I think that's my initial response. But... This brings up a little bit of a cool point, um, and I think this might have been Neil deGrasse Tyson that talked about this, but I'm sure a number of people have. Hey, we're big fans of Neil deGrasse here. <laughs> um, he mentioned, essentially, that people talk about this idea of going back and um, killing Hitler and as if that would stop World War II or that would stop the Nazis, but what he mentions is also that that's a pretty simplistic view of how history works and of how like the world was laid out, that if we could just take out one guy... It would affect so much um, and he, he essentially says that you know Germany was actually so ripe for that movement that killing Hitler might not have stopped Nazis from taking over somebody else might have filled his shoes because because Germany was in the right place the whole world was in the right place for that war to happen not one guy that made it happen it's taking out one guy might not have made that much of an effect at all somebody else might have stepped up and been just as bad if not worse yeah, um, which they probably him, would have had to be worse. Yeah, compared which, to him, which kind of brings us up this idea that history is just super complicated, and we it just is. don't understand. Well, it all exists, that well. and don't fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I think then at that point, I think I have to indulge myself, and I have to go do something super fun. Um, so I think I have to go forward in time. Forward, forward. Interesting. Um, because honestly, I just want to know so bad if we ever get to space. And, like, if we ever do cool stuff in space. We went to the moon, space. Jacob. Okay, other than the moon, though. Like, if we actually, like, get out of Jacob our solar system. Jacob is a uh, flat earth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No moon. <laughs> conspiracist. I am definitely none of those things. <laughs> um, although, I, I, I'm, I don't think the earth is flat. It's more, like, rectangular. Like, like a cube. You're worse than the flat earthers. <laughs> hey, if the earth is so flat, how come my car goes fast sometimes? When I'm not even accelerating, Jacob. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> That's a stupid argument. <laughs> it's a very stupid argument. Um, but I would want to go forward in time, I think, definitely. I don't want to go in the past because the reason I don't want to go in the past is every time I think about how cool it would go to like go back and see like everything that happened, I always have to remember how bad the past smelled. And I think that kills it for me. Any time period you go back you to... Not, not the 60s. No, no, no. I'm talking about like 
Middle Ages or something. Like, I would never go there. Twelve hundreds. Like I want to see it though. Like I want to see like that's a good way to die for sure. Yeah, right when you show up, they're like kill that guy. I've never seen him. He's a witch. Hey. <laughs> Burn his hand off. He's, he was using his left hand. Um, <laughs> they don't talk like that at all. Probably not at all. Uh, probably speak Latin or something. But you know, I want to see like I want to go back and see the Egyptians like when they were in their prime or, or you know um, the Chinese or the Mongols or just something. I want to I want to see that stuff. I'm really interested Spectator. in history. Spectator. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see those kind of things. I would like to see, like, my morbid curiosity to see, like, an ancient battle. Just see how it actually worked out. Um, but then I have to remember how bad the past smelled. And they didn't really have I've that good of sewage. I've of that. Everyone, there was no shampoo. Like, that wasn't invented until, like, the 1900s. Even, like, the hottest bitches were greasy. Pre-1900s smelled like shit. Everyone. Like, they all had hair everywhere. Yeah. No one shaved, really. Like, the hairier, no the one marrier. had shampoo. They didn't have... They had dandruff like crazy. They had lice like crazy. It was gross back then. They, they took, were animals. They genuinely took baths, like, once a month at best. Have you seen, like, Game of Thrones and shit? Everybody was, like, shaved. Everyone is so pretty on Game of Thrones. And that's just... it. it install, like, occasionally they'll step in poop and you're like, ah, Middle Ages. There's poop occasionally. Yeah. Poop was everywhere. <laughs> Game of Thrones doesn't even begin to describe how much poop there was. Like, in any kind of, like, middle-aged They're like city. one one-hundredth of the poop levels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a poop catastrophe yeah. back there. They just, like, threw it out their windows. It was just in the streets. Like, most middle-aged cities didn't even have sewage, like, of any kind. Like, they didn't have that. So, they just, like, tossed it places. I mean, like, some, like, Middle Eastern cities actually had, like, plumbing and stuff, but my point is... Everything in the past stank, and <laughs> it means I will not go to the you past. You won't touch it. So I have to go to the future, and I really hope it's just all, like, we get to space. If I get to the future in, like, 200 years, and we haven't made it to space, I'll be wildly disappointed. Like, traveling past our own solar system? I feel like we're on right before the cusp. We're not on the cusp, but we're right before the cusp. There's a lot of... We're on the cusp of the cusp? <laughs> we're in the cusp of the cusp... And there's a cusp behind us that we've already cusped upon, if you will. Will you? I won't. <laughs> I will not. That's absurd. Uh, like with talks on how we plan to tackle uh, interstellar travel, I just feel like it's inevitable that we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. I keep on thinking it's, it's, possible. it's not going to be as fun as I want it to be. It's not, dude. The The first interstellar space travelers, unless we figure out a way like the movie Interstellar, which you've seen, right? Uh, unfortunately, I have not. The podcast is in November. Yeah. It's been almost a year. Did you tell me to watch it? In the last podcast. Did, did I say I watched it in the last podcast? No. I might have nervously said that I watched it. You weren't and nervous just went at all. You were so confident. That you I were watched. shirtless. I was not shirtless at the last podcast course. You look more toned this time, may I ask? What I'm actually kind of afraid of, and I'm going to bring us back to the question, is that the past stinks awfully bad, and I don't want to go there. And then, like, the 50 years, humans are exterminated, and I'm actually living in, like, the best age possible. Like, this right is now. the best time right now. If this is as good as it gets, <laughs> then we suck. Think about that, though. Yeah. Like, isn't it, like, really possible? Like, we, th we talk about it all the time, like... Like, extinction-level events are, like, bound to happen soon. Like, asteroid comes out of nowhere, blows up most of the Earth, or, like, uh, apocalypse of some kind hits humanity. Some crazy disease that we weren't aware, from, aware of because, like, we've, we've bred superbugs or something. Yeah. Like, and they're fucking with mosquitoes right now, <laughs> which is terrifying. 
But like that kind of stuff could happen. And yeah, based on where we're at right now. What I'm trying to say is, if if the world ends in 50 years, it's really gonna bum me out. If I can time travel. time travel. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't affect me at all. So. My, my buddy Cody that podcasts with me, he just created our jingle and it's wonderful. Um, he was talking about how this is the best it's ever been. Like, why bitch about it? We are currently at our peak so far. And that's the, it's almost the truth. Like, I can't think of a better time other than the 90s. But in terms of advancements and shit, I think we are at our peak right now. For sure. I think probably quality of life we're at basically our peak. Yeah. Um, as much as I know about history. Like, I mean, we had some pretty crazy good times, like, in the, like, pre-Mongols destroying China was pretty great. Like Having a good time. Like, the Assyrian Empire was pretty bloody, but they were, like, at, like, a crazy height that no one had attained up until then. Like, Roman Empire in its days was pretty crazy. But, like... I gotta it's think that so now is right just, now. it's probably the best. So but chill. then again, it's just been 20 years of being the best that I'm aware of, so. Right? I'm only 20 Isn't years that old, scary? so I really like, don't know. We're so comfortable right now, but I Like, World like, War II wasn't that long ago, yeah. and it was like the worst. Yeah, it was so bad. Right? <laughs> it was like the it worst. It was super bad. Like, the depression, I feel like I would just be cold and sticky and hairy, and people would be shitting everywhere. <laughs> it was a dust storm. Yeah. Yeah. Be, Don't go back to the 30s. Be it's poop everywhere. Dusty again. poop. <laughs> All of history is just poop. Oh, my God. I think if I were to travel backwards in time, be it possible. As time travel stands right now, I think time travel in the future is absolutely proven. Like, it, it's a thing. You can do it. I asked my friend, Cody, again. Um, we got in time travel, and I was like... Right now, if you could travel 200 years in the future, would you do it? Before I finished the sentence, he said yes. I didn't even give him any repercussions. Like, you can't come back. He, I said that, and he's like, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, what the what fuck? Is, yes. What about everybody right now? He just kept saying yes. I'm like, stop. <laughs> I was having a stroke. <laughs> would you do that? Would you piece the fuck out on everybody? I'd have to know a little bit more about I it. I wouldn't. I would not. You, you can't just, come back. You would just go? I would not go. Oh, you wouldn't go? No. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there naturally. Not 200 years. I, I mean, what do I got left? Like 12 more years? I'll see that <laughs> and then I'll die. But 200 years, you can't come backwards. Essentially, what we're going to do, we're going to put you on a, a craft, throw you out of the Earth's orbit far enough where you're experience of time is drastically uh, less than what we're experiencing. So Earth, fast forward 200 years. For you, it's an hour. You come back to Earth, there you are. There's no rewinding this. This is a legit scientific possibility. How fast? How far away would I have to be? Pretty fucking far. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. An asteroid, or uh, a GPS satellite is milliseconds. Basically, wouldn't I have to go, like, the speed of light and, like, time stops for me when I do that? We'd have to figure out how to take you there <laughs> without you feeling the journey. Essentially, what you're saying is we haven't proven it. It's pretty difficult. But if we, if we can figure out how to transport, uh, transport somebody far enough away from the Earth, time travel is possible in that regard. Okay. That being said, maybe the speed of light... Sending a man at that, maybe that's one of those rules that we can't break. Maybe that's just one that is unbreakable. I we'll just melt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're just dead. Yeah. Would you do it? God damn it. Are okay. you dancing around the question because you're I married? Think, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I would. I said do no. It. Don't feel uncomfortable saying no. I feel like I have to say yes though. No, <laughs> you can't come back. God damn it. Um, yeah, I would want to do it. I think. I think I'd have to for the sake of posterity. Like I just have to. You see can't it. tell anybody. This is so egocentrical of you and Cody. You guys get there. <laughs> you get there. Mankind's dead. Why are you going? Yeah, I think you just hold a grudge against Cody right now. I, I, it just blew my mind. He was so comfortable. He's like, yes. I was like, you die. Yes. You get there. And I mean, every, you're probably everybody's right. Everybody's naked. If I had, if you, if you were genuinely giving me the ultimatum right now, you're like, push this button. You're 200 years in the future. That's just how I'd it is. I'd let you think about it. I would feel like probably I have to say no, just because of where I'm at in life. But <laughs> I, I do desperately want to say yes, though. I really do want to say yes. You want to see it? Yeah, I want to see it. So you're... Hey. It's probably just going to be a smog-filled planet. It's probably just going to be like China, but how it is now. Yeah. Like China, but smoggy and gross. And shittier. Yeah. You, you guys are, like, missing a great opportunity here. I would find something that's already created. Something easy, like the Snuggie. And I would go back one year before the Snuggie was invented. <laughs> find the guy that made it. Kill him. Stab him. <laughs> well, you don't have to do that. I, I know. I could go back farther, but I chose this, and <laughs> I'm going to go with it. So I go to the guy with the Snuggie's house. He's sitting there in his prototype Snuggie watching the Golden Girls. I'm like, I love this show. I pull out a, a knife from his, his collection, and I stab him in the throat. So that's why the first Snuggie's red. Because my prototype <laughs> stained. In remembrance of the guy who really made Snuggie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> hey, now we know. But now that's exactly what I'm going to do. I, see, now I'm afraid that you actually invented the Snuggie. Um, you didn't die, did you? <laughs> so I guess I don't have to worry about it. 1995, one-time payment. <laughs> All right. We're done with the time travel. It got dark there. Um, Snuggie Inventor, I, I just want to thank you for what you did. You're keeping our feet warm and our tits hot. Jakey. What were the final questions before we wrap this bitch up? Um, we did have some final questions that were pretty important. Um, just one I want to ask you is we're going to take us all the way back to the beginning of the podcast. We were talking okay. about religion just a little bit. Just a tad, like Just a tad. And I want to ask you now, do you ever see yourself changing your mind about your religion? If so, what religion do you think you might change to? Or maybe you just totally go full on atheism. And if you don't think you'll ever change, why not? I feel as if... I feel the only thing that would make me change would be something saying you have to change. Like, do this or you, you die, you know? Not like a gun to my head kind of thing, but like a, a higher power, literally. Okay, saying, so you'd have to have a religious experience. Yeah, yeah, like, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to have something. And only then would I do it because I'd feel like I'd have to. I'm pretty comfortable with the way I live right now. And I, I'm pretty comfortable, I, I, in the back of my head, I still think that there's a good chance I might exist again. But that's probably my survival mechanism fueling that. So, okay, so if you're so interested in this idea of, like, some kind of reincarnation, why don't you, why have it? you look more into like Buddhism or into Hinduism because I feel like if I'm going to live again I live I die I live again that's a Mad Max reference I feel like if that's going to happen 
it's already destined to happen. And if I carry my existence to like what a Christian should do, minus all the bullshit, like eating shrimp and shaving my beard and stuff, like if I just be a good dude, I, I, I feel like I've got to get picked to be reincarnated. My my entire life, I when people are down, I want to make them feel comfortable. I like people liking me. I like liking them. I think that's... If I were making a religion, I think it'd be good enough. And if I'm going to subscribe to a religion, I might as well make my own. <laughs> All right, I think that's where we have to end the podcast. Four days a cult leader. Hey, just drink the goddamn PBR. <laughs> All right. Is that where we're ending it? Yeah, I think that's it. I think yeah, that's was it enough. weird? I think it's... I, I, I feel like I don't want to end on that. I feel like you will never get another podcast out, but I think that's the perfect place to end it. I am not a cult leader, but if you want eternal life, come to my house. I'm going to have a bunch of old PBRs. You drink those, you're going to have living forever. I'm just kidding. Thank you, Jacob, for joining me today. Thank you for the turning of the tables, Jacob Takeover. That was I a think high five, we, yeah, that was a high five. I didn't smack him. He didn't smack me. We got a little weird today, guys, but I had a great time. Yeah, and I hope um, the whole purpose of this was hopefully that listeners might know a little bit more about where Corey's coming from when he says stuff. So when he talks about uh, science or religion or whatever he talks about, that you might get a little bit more background on the kind of guy he is. Um, I think that was that's necessary, too. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, this would have taken a ton of time, and Jacob came to me and asked me if this is something I wanted to do. It was very interesting, and I always love having Jacob on. So hopefully time two is not the final one. We're going to have another reunion tour with Jacob, if you'll have us. If the audience will have me. They will. They're fine with that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we melted a, a brain or two because I almost fucking puked in my mouth. So I want to thank you guys again for listening to Manscaped. Um, Please stay tuned. If you guys have any questions or concerns, please post that on this audio track. And as always, oil your beards and trim your bush. I meant to say oil. Trim your bush, you fucks. Bye. I love you.